Hey, you got your rom-com in my spy movie. You got your spy movie in my rom-com. Fine. But only one can be funny. Deal. Today's movies, Killers versus Night and Day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Movie Deja Vu, a podcast that answers the question, didn't I see this somewhere? From two movie aficionados. My name is John, and I'm living my best gay rom-com life. And with (laughs) me is who I thought was my co-host, Shady, but really is a super spy assassin who who we had a nice meet-cute while she was on a mission. (laughs) I love that we had a meet-cute. Of we course bumped, we had a meet cute. We bumped into each other and then locked eyes and it was very meaningful. It was a I was carrying a bunch of papers and it <laughs> fell everywhere. Yeah. You helped I had, pick them up. Yeah. And then I had a gun in my pocket. Is that where you keep a gun? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> waistband. You have to put it in the waistband. Come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I'm somebody who owns a gun. So. <laughs> Shady, this is their second fan submission. Yeah. I love Surprise. it. Surprise! Fan submission number two happening. Um, <laughs> we got an email. It says, Hi guys, this is Oscar from Spain. Ooh. Ooh hello, Oscar. International. Yeah. Uh, I love your podcast, and I'd like to suggest these two movies that were released in the summer of 2010, Night and Day and Killers. The premise is pretty similar. Girl meets boy. Boy turns out to be a secret agent slash spy. Besides the obvious similarities, I think it's interesting how these movies are only 10 years old and they wouldn't be approved today. A fearless male male hero who saves the defenseless, besotted woman. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I know I read this email and everything. There's Mm -hmm. still more. Um, But I did think that, which will uh, pin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The gender politics of both movies is wonky in different ways. Right. Let alone Tom Cruise's character drugging her against her will, kidnapping her, harassing her, etc. However, I find Night and Day clearly superior and entertaining, plus Cameron Diaz. Thank you, and keep up the good work. (laughs) Uh, I agree with everything that Oscar has said here. Neither of these are a movie that I would have watched on my own without this podcast, I don't think. Um, I don't remember these movies. I do remember them coming out because I remember that sort of being a storyline that year as far as like people who pay attention to movies because they did seem so similar and it was like kind of notable that they were coming out at the same time. But like that was ten, no, 11. 11! Happy New Year, Sadie! Oh, Happy New Year! That was 11 years ago that these movies, movies came out. Yeah. Ish. I don't, I don't remember them. <laughs> I don't even remember ads. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. I, don't... I feel like I remember them also more than anything because this was at a time when there was a very big backlash towards Katherine Heigl. That was when this came out? Okay. Yeah, so there was like a lot of, already before it, the movie even came out, people were um, sort of harshly judging killers just because she was in it. 
And then there's always, for the past decade and a half or so, there's been like a weird half backlash against Tom Cruise. But also still seem to respect him as an actor. So it's like this weird... He does his own stunts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But let's get into the movies. Yeah, let's do it. Clapping. Killers, screenplay by Bob DeRosa and Ted Griffin, with story by Bob DeRosa, directed by Robert Luketrick. Which I think, I think it's Luketic. Luketic? Did I, I add so. an R? Added an R. Sorry, guys. Me and names <laughs> obviously don't go well. Which that name sounds very familiar. Why does that sound familiar? Because he directed Legally Blonde, which we have also covered on this podcast. Oh my god, he did. Yeah, he's direct he directed a lot of rom coms. Legally Blonde, obviously far and away his best, but he did a lot of rom coms that we may or may not end up doing on this podcast, just because rom coms in general follow a formula. Uh on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 10% splat rating. Oh, oh. <laughs> which I'm surprised it went into double digits. On <laughs> Metacritic, it's got a 21 out of 100. Yeah, um, that is out of 22 uh, critical reviews. Three of them were mixed, 19 were negative, no positive reviews. <laughs> what was the highest mixed? Uh, I think it's this one from Stephanie Zakarik from Movie Line, 55. So that's like D minus. Like average, right? Uh, I mean, fifty is the average, but yeah. So that's like just above it. Let me read this line that they pulled from it, though. Okay. It's so ineffectual and unfocused that after it's over, you're not even sure you watched a movie. So I'm I don't know. Gonna, I I never <laughs> read reviews, and I, I agree read, with her yeah. three thousand percent. I read a lot of reviews. I read every time I watch a movie, I try to read at least one critical review of it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is definitely the most positive review I found for this movie. <sighs> and it's still not very positive. And according to IMDb, a vacationing woman meets her ideal man, leading to a swift marriage. Back at home, however, her idyllic life is upset when they discover their neighbors could be assassins who have been contracted to kill the couple. Uh, uh-huh, sure. I guess that's what happened. I feel like a lot of everything and nothing happened in this movie. I don't really know. They were contracted to kill him, though, not both of them. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. This movie did not make a lick of sense. And it's not like Night and Day was exactly together in the plot department, but it had a plot that you could follow. (laughs) Well, speaking of, thanks for the sexy segue, (laughs) because Night and Day, by the way, both of these movies came out in 2010. I know I've said that already in Oscars letter and all that, but like, this one came out in 2010. I don't remember. I looked it up and I don't remember when exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. It was written by Patrick O'Neill, directed by James Mangold. Who, welcome back to yeah. the podcast. Whoa, two repeat directors because he also did Logan, which we And this is our second fan uh, submission episode. Whoa. And no, oh, if only this was episode 22, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been so many twos, but fine. We, we should have planned this better. <laughs> I'm blaming no. Oscar from Spain. 
<laughs> Sorry, Oscar. Um, <laughs> I blame Ryan, no one but myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. I create the schedule. We know this. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 52% splat rating. And on Metacritic, it got a 46 out of 100. Yeah, that's out of 38 reviews. 15 were positive, 14 were mixed, 9 were negative. A 52 is a splat? I guess. I thought above 50 was still a tomato. No, I think it's like 60. Because I, I feel like I remember read, I, I remember other 50-ish scores that we've had that mm. were also splats. Mm. It may also depend on... Oh, you know what? It might depend on when they register the reviews and stuff like that. According to IMDb, a young woman gets mixed up with a disgraced spy who was trying to clear his name. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should have added this into uh, our uh, Philip K. Dick episode. <laughs> I forgot that that's what happened in this movie. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. And, um, and it's Tom Cruise. So it's we, Tom Cruise, so it'll be like double the cruise. Right. It's, we could have called it Cruise and Dick. <laughs> cruise and Dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> In our email, he basically mm-hmm. gave us the premise, but let's do it one more time. Yeah. Let's say yeah. it. Um, a woman has a meet cute with a man who turns out to be a spy. Yeah. And in both uh, cases, she is on a trip when it happens. Yes. Different yes. circumstances, but they are trips. Like, they are traveling of some sorts. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, she's living her best rom-com fantasy and is getting over a breakup. Mm. And... He's kicking ass and taking names because people assume things about him. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, Roy, like people think Roy wants to sell the Zephyr in Night and Day, which yeah. is Tom Cruise's character's name, by the way. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, he's got that handy dandy MacGuffin because we don't, we don't talk about MacGuffins enough on this podcast. Do you want to find MacGuffin for those who may or may not know what it actually means? Yeah, sure. Um, a MacGuffin is usually oftentimes in a spy movie or an action movie. It is uh, some type of object that the main goal of the main character is to obtain this object or to keep it out of the hands of the bad guys. And it usually, in the most traditional sense of what a MacGuffin is, it does not matter what this object actually is. It does not affect the plot that it does any particular thing. All it needs to be is worth something to the characters. But I would We're going off topic that. because these yeah. movies are terrible. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it in... was not terrible, but I'm not going to disagree with a 55% score for it either. No. I, I agree it's wholeheartedly a, with that. It's a solidly average movie. Um, where did I leave off? Oh, he's kicking ass and taking names and yeah. people assume things. Uh, Jen's dad thinks Spencer is going to take him out and he was supposed to a niece, apparently, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So the, the man, spy man, comes clean about his past and she doesn't believe him at first. And then... Uh, 
they are sucked into chase scenes and all of that and he kills people um and people are trying to kill him there is a twist reveal in who is really the bad guy this is where that MacGuffin comes in that you were talking about right. and she helps him defeat the bad guy and then they live happily ever after in the end yeah in the beginning it's a blonde woman in both of these movies purely aesthetic but you know yes <laughs> Um, and she, through the course of the movie, has to learn to be comfortable with also shooting and killing people who are attempting to kill her or the man she's with. So I don't know if this one was more plot or story. I wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, they usually in spy movies or in movies of this sort, mm-hmm. they would make a bigger deal about this, but like her job ends up helping him out in some way yeah june works with cars yeah and jen works for a tech company but like they never really say what she does or she they did and i like didn't care about it (laughs) um also her name has a hard j sound june jen uh both one syllable ends with an n n don't they call her Jennifer at some points, though? They do, yeah. She just goes by Jen. And she does not call Juniper or any ridiculous <laughs> name like that. No, it's uh, her sister's name is April, so it's clearly a theme. Where's <laughs> May? Right, exactly. Um, July from Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> hey, which also had a movie adaptation starring Cameron Diaz. Oh my God, it did. <laughs> and I saw that in theaters. Uh. Um, she's screaming a lot during the action scenes. Mm -hmm. That happens. Uh, I feel like that that happens, though, in any of these movies, where it's like, we're doing a spy comedy. Yeah. So what's funny? Uh, A quote-unquote real person being mixed up in a shootout. And what are they going to do? Scream their ass off. Yeah, which I... It's annoying that it's always a woman, that it trends towards always being female characters, but like I also can't criticize it too much because I would be screaming in that situation. So I can't be like, I'm stronger than that, because I'm not. <laughs> um, um, I also have parents are influential characters. Yeah, yeah, there is particularly the father the relationship between the heroine and her father is important but it plays out differently in both movies ah i was going more so with roy's parents ah oh okay 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 yes but yes you were correct ma'am i didn't even put that put those together with yeah and it's different because june's father is dead and Captain right, but father is alive and very much part of the plot. And he's also Tom Selleck. It's Tom Selleck. <laughs> but uh, June's parents, Cameron Diaz's parents, mm-hmm. you know, Cameron Diaz's dad is the reason why she's into car restoration and right. work and all like that. Right. Um, but I was saying that Roy keeps secretly sending his parents money and that's when you figure out the night part of this title. Uh-huh. 
okay, I know we're in similarities and I know we were doing a little Venn diagram. That's okay. I didn't get this title at all. I, I didn't either. Killers is not a great title for that movie. But you understand. But it is, right. It's about killers and evading killers. I Did I miss the day part? Did I miss the day part? Da, 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 da. Nope. Her name is June Havens. Yeah, exactly. So before I watched the movie, I was like, well, clearly his name's going to be night and her name's going to be day or vice versa. But then that's not what it was. And we don't even hear that his real name is night until like, the like last... halfway through the movie. Yeah. When yeah. She like goes to see him. It's like, parents. Be- yeah, it's before the uh, climax. It's during the, the quote unquote breakup. If we're framing it as a rom-com. <laughs> Although I do have to say, I did like this movie more than the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Night and Day is clearly the superior of the two. Um, I laughed my ass off, but yeah. Killers, has... I was just... you. Ashton Kutcher is a spy. I couldn't get over that. Oh, my God. I, uh, it was so... Both of these movies were tonally confused, but with Night and Day, it was like, I feel like there was a confusion because I feel like what the screenwriter wrote is different than what the director executed or possibly the producers like the producers meddled whereas with killers i was like i don't think anyone knew what they were doing at any point or like really had a clear vision for what they wanted to do at any point i should say because clearly these are all uh the screenwriters also have a lot of credits to their names and everything so clearly a lot of talent was involved but i just don't think they knew what they were doing with this movie I got, I got the two titles confused when you were talking about it, but I'm back. I'm back on track. I'm back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, Night and Day, I genuinely laughed my ass off when mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is like, all right, I'm going to do this crazy stunt. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, obviously he didn't say that, but yeah. he was making fun of himself, and that's what I really appreciated. Yeah, appreciated. yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it with me. I appreciate it. I'm not a big fan of spy movies in general. So I've seen most of the Mission Impossibles. I don't really care for them, but I recognize that they're good movies. But it was fun to see Tom Cruise, like, sort of poke fun at Ethan Hunt a little bit. That's his name, right? Ethan Hunt? Something like that. (laughs) Okay. Like, I I buy those two people in this this movie. Mm -hmm. So I have... Few more similarities. Let's get through them. Okay. Um, Europe is a big part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mentioned Nice before. Yeah. But, but they uh, happen at different opposite ends. Yes, France is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they deliberately don't go back to France. Like she has a she bought tickets to go back to Nice, and he stops her from doing it. And then they end up in Austria. After the third or fourth time she was knocked out. Yeah. Oh my God. He drugs her so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then he broke death gripped her in a way. Yeah. Death grip. Yeah. Death grip. Oh God. Uh, I was like. He was like, I'm being nice this one time. She just went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that was one of those things where it's extremely problematic. But like, I was also with it the whole time because I was like. He's a fictional character. I know he's not doing anything terrible to her while she's unconscious. The only terrible thing is that he changed her clothes and saw her naked. That I don't like. But I do like that in the end, she flipped it on him and did the same thing so that there was... 
at least this nod to like sort of an equal power between them. Yes. But again, it's the type of thing, this only works in fiction. If anybody does this to you in real life, it's not cute. Dump them immediately and run away. No, no. <laughs> don't, don't flip it on them. Actually, I finished, we did every, all my similarities. Do you have any oh. other ones? Oh, well, you know what? Piggybacking off of that one, um, the hero who is a spy is just a terrible example of a boyfriend. Tom Cruise because he's <laughs> constantly drugging Cameron Diaz and then changing her clothes without her permission, taking her to all these different cities where she's not even like aware that she's being taken because she's unconscious. Um, but I was more bothered by Ashton Kutcher, uh, Spencer in Killers. Just like he's married to Jen for three years. I don't know how long they're supposed to have dated before that, but like in all of this time, the only time he ever like admitted that he was an assassin to her was while she was asleep. Uh, it's that rom-com thing though, where yeah, but he, he tells married. her something and she's asleep. But they're married. They've been married for years and they're like talking about possibly having kids and she actually does get pregnant, but it's a mistake, but whatever. Um, but like, they're like, they're dedicated to each other. They have this life together and he's just never told her, like given her any, like he keeps guns in the house that she doesn't even know about. And I would be horrified if I found out that my husband of three years had a gun that I didn't know about. Because at the very least, I should know there's a gun in the house. That's true. Like, and in the truck. Yeah, like at least with like Tom Cruise, He's like a terrible example of a boyfriend, but he's also not her boyfriend at that point. They don't really get together until the end. So like, he doesn't have to be. I mean, they flirt throughout the whole movie. They flirt, but like, I don't even think he has an idea that there's any sort of future for the two of them. I think for him, it's just like this fun diversion while he tries to clear his name and then he'll never see her again. So like, yeah. It's a very different dynamic when it's somebody you're flirting with than when it's somebody you've been married to for three years and you've been dating for who knows how long. And it like, it's so like, it's kind of a horror movie to me to find out that the person you've been married to is, has a body count. <laughs> well, that, that was a, one of the big differences that I have. If you're ready to talk about differences. Yeah, yeah, let's go. That's all of my similarities. Okay. You hit all of them. So that was, that's a sexy segue into a difference that I have where yeah. uh, Night and Day takes place in the course of like a week-ish, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and they say it takes place in three year, over three years, but I feel like it's two separate days, maybe three days. Yeah. You, you mean like the main action? Like when they in start? In Killers, yeah. Yeah. What yeah, we there, see. There's a very long first act in Killers, which is like the entire sequence where in they're, they're in Nice. And then there's like this weird sort of montage, but there's not enough clips to actually define it as a montage. Gosh, where so he like montages uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> but like they like clip to Ashton Kutcher asking Tom Selleck to marry Katherine Heigl, which I mean, fine. Some people are into that. And then the main action is they've been married for three years. So that's where I'm going to say the main plot of the movie starts, even though we've had like 40 minutes of this other fiddle de fa. 
<laughs> that was just the exposition. Like, who cares oh, about that? God. Like, I really feel like this movie could have started with them married already and then, like, have had flashbacks to when they met or their first date or whatever. And, like, it would have it moved better that way. It still wouldn't have been good necessarily, but I feel like it would have moved better. Like, Alex Borstein was the highlight of that movie. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, she was great. Uh, I think she was the only comedic actor in the movie who was not wasted. Catherine O'Hara was wasted. Casey Wilson was wasted. <laughs> literally, Catherine O'Hara was wasted. <laughs> I mean, in a different sense, literally, Casey Wilson was wasted, too. And then uh, Alex Borstein's husband would uh, yeah. later go on to be in Big yeah. Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got his name written down. I just have to look for it. <laughs> uh, I don't care. That's fine. That's a fine description. Yeah. I have his name written down too, but I'm not <laughs> going to look it up. Um, and then I also think in a different way, Catherine Winnick, who plays Vivian, the like work assistant who turns out to be an assassin. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was wasted, but only because she is an excellent dramatic actress and she does action really well. She was on the show Vikings for years. And I really, like, she really could have done something much better than what they gave her. I don't think Usher was wasted. I think Usher was used exactly correctly. When was he used? He was the manager at the Kmart who they think might oh, be Oh, that was so stupid. It was so stupid. That was so stupid. It's like, why is Usher here? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he wanted, I guess he really wanted to be in that movie. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I also have that Roy is an SCAA agent, mm-hmm. and he still is one throughout the whole movie, even though... They yeah. think he's the bad guy. And in the end, like you, like we said, June kidnaps him mm-hmm. so they can have a romantic ally. Oh. But uh, Spencer is uh, out of the assassination business. They, they don't really say what he was. I'm assuming he was an assassin for hire. He, the best explanation he gives is he literally sa- says... Let's say I worked for the blah, 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 and they gave me a license to blah. So yeah. that's all we're getting yeah, but out like, of him. At least Roy is, at least we know right. Roy's in the CIA. Right. They don't hide that. Um, and then I do, I do kind of like this, but it was a little tiresome after a while. The end of Killers pulls a hot fuzz in my where yeah. all the characters you meet end up being assassins. Yeah. They, they, I think there was like one neighbor who ends up not being an assassin. The annoying one. Right. Kind of the one you most want to see die. Nor Usher. They had the right. random you delivery man who didn't have a name. His name was Kevin the manager. He did have a name. He's credited as Kevin, the manager. No, no, no. I'm saying the, like, the UPS guy. He, oh. like, he was in that one scene where I chuckled a little in that one because um, Catherine Heigl does make a good joke, and I was like, <laughs> that's funny. But I that's really... Say, yeah. I will say in this movie's defense, the only thing I will say in its defense is I think Catherine Heigl's really good at it. She was 
good. I mean, she wasn't good enough to save really bad material. I thought I thought Catherine O'Hara was better. Okay, I mean, I mean, Catherine O'Hara is always great. Bet down, bet down to the queen bee. <laughs> yes. Um, but the only times I laughed in this movie were either Catherine O'Hara did something silly and I laughed or she just like was on screen and I laughed. Like a, <laughs> it's like a muscle reflex. Um, and then the other line that I chuckled at and that I was mad at myself for laughing at it, but it's when they're in Nice and Catherine Heigl is looking for a cute dress to wear on her date with Ashton Kutcher. And she's like, oh, I couldn't pack a cute dress, but I packed 12 pairs of socks. And I laughed at that because I do that too, where I bring like four pairs of socks per day when I go on vacation because God forbid I have a dirty sock. It's after, I laughed after she left. Mm -hmm. So they're at, hit. she took the pregnancy test, found out she's pregnant. Yeah. And it's like, we can't have a baby together because you're an assassin. She leaves and then she comes back and I don't even remember what she said. That's how memorable it was. But <laughs> I just remember laughing because she's like, I'm back, daddy, or something like that. Some, something stupid. And I'm just like, yeah. eh, funny. Yeah. And that was and it. I did like the way she was just eating that beef jerky. <laughs> it was funny. And then the, well, okay. So it takes place over the course of three years from what we hear. And then right. the, the ending bump is like a year later. Yeah. Which I, that was stupid. Oh man, that, that ending so added nothing. They could have lopped that off so easily. It was like I think they were going for this comedic moment between Ashton Kutcher and Tom Selleck, but neither of them sell it. And then thankfully, Catherine no. O'Hara walks in and saves the whole thing. Well, I, well, that's the thing, though. I, I mentioned this earlier, Kath, uh, not Catherine O'Hara, she's a goddess. We're, I'm building my statue to her as we speak. But Ashton Kutcher was cast as a spy. And I don't believe that for one second. I mean, ugh. They were trying to make a point, because mm -hmm. he has a line in there where he was like, I had no family, and I was a kid in college. That's why they picked me up. But I was just like, but Tom Cruise has the suaveness to pull that line off. Right. No, that's what I was going to say is that he's supposed to specifically be this very James Bond type guy where he's like, like ladies panties just fall off for him and he's like smoldering and dark. But Ashton Kutcher is not smoldering. He's a good looking guy. Don't get me wrong. But right. he's Kelso from that 70s show. He is dude, where's my car? He is not James Bond. Um, yeah, but and if like, this was like a straight up rom com, right? Like if he if he if it was didn't have the assassin, what, if it was what happens in Vegas, starring Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. Oh, connection <laughs> six degrees. What's up? I've actually never seen that movie. I have no clue if it's good or not. <laughs> but yeah, he. I just I couldn't get over yeah. that fact. Even, like, if they did it more where he was supposed to be, like, kind of dopey and he was, like, a good, competent spy but not as suave as he thought he was or something like that. Like, if they played around with the character type a little bit more, I think it could have worked. But the way the character is written and played, it does not work for Ashton Kutcher. Like, um, um, Melissa McCarthy in Spy. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing, though. Melissa McCarthy 
was good, was yeah. great, a great spy. Right. But she just... downplayed it herself. Right. So if he did something similar to that, mm-hmm. I would have bought it. Yeah. You know, where he's like, oh, shucks, I'm not, I'm nothing. Bang, 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 dead. Yeah. Um, but if they played it similar to the show Chuck, where he is a super spy, but also a massive dork, and it works really well. Yeah. Like, he could have yeah. done, he could have done a Chuck Bartowski type of character, and it, they could have really made it, I think that could have been a really good source of comedy, if, like, they made it where, like, because they also emphasize over and over again that Katherine Heigl only attracts nerds, which, first of all, fuck you, you look like Katherine Heigl. You do not only attract nerds. It's like uh, all those other movies that we've done <laughs> where you have this hot woman and you're like, you're fucking hot. Yeah. I will say that's another thing that I think works better in Night and Day is obviously she looks like Cameron Diaz, but it would make sense that like she has some like romantic struggles only because everyone does. And yeah, if it was I, more based in that, she just never picks the right guy. I buy her. I buy that movie more. Yes, it has issues, but I buy it more I, as a yeah. concept. Yeah, and also, like, going back to casting, the chemistry between Katherine Heigl and Ashton Kutcher is nothing. There is nothing between them. I do not believe for a second that they ever had, they ever got close enough to each other to make a baby. Versus, like, night and day, I was like, I think Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz really genuinely want to fuck each other right now. They're gonna fuck... They're- they're gonna fuck and like well like, and there, there was totally, even that that yeah. was even that scene in the diner mm-hmm. where she meets up with mark blucas hey mark blucas oh hey um, Riley from buffy <laughs> right <laughs> well, that's that's what i had with both movies where i was like you're in this captain <laughs> o'hara you're in this mark blucas um so she's meeting up with mark blucas her ex in the movie mm-hmm. and then tom cruise shows up and i was like that feels like the awkward, this is my new boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I get that. This movie, uh, Night and Day, which one are we talking about? Night and Day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Night and Day structurally works for me mm-hmm. as opposed to Killers. Yeah. I mean, killers, first of all, yeah, Killers is a mess all over the place. It doesn't know... Like, it doesn't know what it should focus on at any given point. It's introducing characters way after they should have been introduced. Or, Or like, you're getting soft introduction to characters. Like, that one that that played her friend that was also an assassin. Casey Wilson? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's in a scene with somebody else, and... And I'm just like, who are these people? I didn't even write their names down because I was like, you're obviously not important. Clearly right. I was wrong. But <laughs> Casey, yeah, there was like, there was also Chessie from The Parent Trap who I loved seeing her. And then she did basically nothing but awkwardly hit on Ashton Kutcher and then try to run him down with a car and die. And it was like, what? Oh, yeah. What a waste of, I want to see Chessie from The Parent Trap in everything. And I finally get to see her in something that's not The Parent Trap. And she dies right away and does nothing before that. I don't even know who she was, like, in terms of the movie. Yeah, she's... I thought she was a client. Was she the sex... Was she supposed to be the uh, Dolly Parton secretary role? 
Yeah, I, I really don't know like what her relationship to them was supposed to be, except that she was like a cougar to Ashton Kutcher, which I'm sorry, you could do so much better than Ashton Kutcher. Right. Um, um, is yeah, there anything and, else in terms of these movies that you want to throw in there? Well, obviously, huge difference in that. In one, they're for the bulk of the actual story they're married and in the other one they don't even really officially hook up until the end so there's a lot more because of that there's a lot more tension in their relationship um which really sort of makes the romance work better in my opinion in addition to obviously they're just being better chemistry and the characters making more sense but also Katherine Heigl's character Jen is like very buttoned up and up she's sort of uptight and like um very prim and proper, whereas Cameron Diaz's character, June, is, I mean, she's sort of a tomboy. She wears those, like, dirty motorcycle boots all the time, and she fixes cars for a living. And I thought that was interesting to sort of see. In in a better movie, it would have been interesting to see how those different dynamics play with the spy character, because it did feel like Cameron Diaz was a lot more down-to-earth, but also because of that more believable getting into the fight herself so now here's i'm gonna pose this question to you mm-hmm. i know at the beginning you know with our little fun intro <laughs> i called them both rom-coms and spy movies yeah would you after talking about it would you say that killers was playing more into the rom-comness of it and, and then that- night and day was a comedy like a spy comedy that had romance? I would say that because the action elements are obviously a lot more in night and day because they're going all over the place. There's explosions, etc. cetera. Um, that said, like I think Killers was really going for a lot of the same aesthetics and tone and type of comedy as a lot of the rom-coms that were popular at the time. That said, I think night and day is more successful on both the romance and the comedy. But would you say, though, that it's more comedy than romance? I mean, I would say it's more an action movie than either of those. I would, well, I would call it, like, an action comedy because they're parodying the spy genre. And I think they're also making fun of the romance, the rom-com genre. Yeah, I mean... Or am I reading too much into it? Like, I could <laughs> be reading too... Like, like what, no, what we I do on this... <laughs> No, I think they are they are doing that. Um, I just mean like I think it's more of an action movie in that it it takes they obviously took the action very seriously in terms of try, at, at least attempting to shoot it really well and like really have interesting backdrops for everything and not just having characters drop snarky lines after like every time somebody shoots at them. Um, yeah. But it it is definitely having fun with the tropes. Um, so I do see what you mean about it leaning more into the comedy. It's definitely not as much, or I, I think it doesn't want to be as much of a straightforward romance as Killers does. It's just still a lot better at the romance than Killers is because Killers is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and, you- and I will say there were certain things like when Tom Cruise, you know, they're like doing the shootout and everything and she's wearing the bridesmaid's dress because she's just left the fitting. 
and oh my God. every that time he so looked funny. at her and he'd be like shooting somebody and he, then he'd be like that's a nice dress and like it was so like offhand but like I genuinely swooned whenever he said that I was like <laughs> I wish see that's that's what I was laughing at I was <laughs> laughing at moments like that I know it was funny but I was also like I would fall for that <laughs> oh I think we're done are we done we're done yeah I think we've said We've said our piece, right? We said our, we said our <laughs> piece. Okay. We've talked a lot. We talked a lot. We talked we talk these movies. Yeah. Clearly, we like one more than the other, so that'll mm-hmm. make final thoughts faster. But yeah. before we get to final thoughts, let's do special features. Special features. I want you night and day, girl. Come on, let's fly away, girl. Let's not be scared to have a little taste of heaven. All right. As you know, we each take a movie, do further research in the hopes of, uh, you know, one-upping each other, (laughs) sharing some trivia. Obviously, we really cared a lot about these movies. (laughs) So, Shady, I'm going to let you go first because alphabetically, Mm. I don't usually we do, like, which one came out by year, but since these came out the... Yeah. The same year. I don't Killers. Care. Yeah, and I don't care enough to look up the release date for each one. I forgot. So <laughs> I'm just going to let Killers go first because alphabetically it'll go first. Um, okay, I'm going to be honest. I could not find a lot of interesting stuff about this movie at all because, surprise, a very uninteresting movie also has a very uninteresting production history. <laughs> <laughs> um but I thought it was worth noting that this is not the first time that Katherine Heigl worked with uh, director uh, Robert Lukedic. He also directed the 2009 movie, so only a year before, The Ugly Truth, where is I've never seen Butler. Yeah, I've never seen it, but from what I can gather, her character in that movie is very similar to her character in this one, where she's sort of like pretty tightly wound and uh, meets a guy who's more like uh, an outdated version of masculinity and falls in love with him and that helps loosen her up. So you know, Gerard Butler, I would buy him more as a Spencer character. He would be great in this. I actually, I do think he has, uh, again, I don't want to ever see that movie, but I think he actually has a really good sense of timing uh, comedically and uh, he really knows how to have a lot of fun in a way that lets the audience have fun. And I think he would have been great in a movie like this. Yes, because I would have been like, yes, I'd buy you as an ex-spy right. who also works a, at a construction company. I don't or know. Or whatever they do. <laughs> Boy, I'm Gerard Butler. <laughs> I read this on uh, the IMDb trivia page. I did not notice this, but apparently Catherine O'Hara's character, Mrs. Kornfeld, her wine glasses get bigger throughout the whole movie. And for that alone, I want to rewatch it because I didn't notice that. I do remember her having an obnoxiously large wine glass in one scene and she poured like a whole bottle into it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you would. (laughs) I do remember that, but I didn't notice that they were successively getting larger the whole time. I I didn't notice that either. Yeah, I thought it was the one off. So now I kind of want to rewatch just her scenes. Yeah, fast forward with the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Ashton Kutcher knocked out one of the stuntmen while doing an action scene. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> 
I mentioned that one because it is the funniest thing associated with this movie at all, including all of the jokes in the movie. Oh, burn! Burn! <laughs> um, so when they went to Nice, uh, all of those scenes were filmed over a period of seven days, and Katherine Heigl has said that she was jet-lagged for, like, the entire time they were there. So... They actually filmed it in Nice? Yeah. It doesn't look like it, though, does it? No, no. it looks like they filmed it in, like, a studio lot or a yeah. like, parking lot or something. <laughs> it doesn't look much better than the horrible green screen, te- like, car chase scenes in Night and Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm stretching here. There was not a lot of interesting stuff about this movie. Most of the IMDb page is dedicated to the guns that they use, and I don't give a shit about guns. It's like the cars. I don't yeah. care about the model. Tell me something interesting. Night and Day was the same thing, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, 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 pulled, I pulled things that I was like, you might be interesting. <laughs> oh, Ashton Kutcher won a Razzie for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie with a similar but not quite the same premise. Have you seen Keeping Up with the Joneses? No. That's the one with Zach Galifianakis and Isla Fisher, and their neighbors are John Hamm and Gal Gadot. And it turns Wait. out, it turns out that their neighbors are spies, and they sort of get wrapped up into that. I haven't sounds seen it. familiar. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It looks okay. Um, I know I've I, seen posters and things. This and Keeping Up with the Joneses are both spy action comedies. They use the same suburbs for this film, Killers, as they did for Keeping Up with the Joneses. Those suburbs are too sick and sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't trust anyone who lives in a house that large. I'm sorry. <laughs> the a house that perfect. Yeah. You don't exist. But uh, I thought that one would make a good sexy segue because Gal Gadot happens to be in one of these movies and it's Shoot. not Killers. That was another person who I had a reaction to in Night and Day. Where I'm like, Gal Gadot, you're in this one? It's pre-Wonder Woman, pre-Fast and Furious, so she was not famous yet. No, but good for her. I want to do a callback okay. to last week's episode in a way. There is a Bollywood remake of Night and Day. Oh. Bang Bang. <laughs> which came out in 2014. Can I, I watch mean, it? If- if you if you want shady, we can totally do it as an episode. Unless it's like the like the, the the difference might be like location, and that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> but everything else, everything else is the same. Um, okay. Okay, that guy's hot though. I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked it up on IMDb. <laughs> so technically, this is the third time Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz worked together. Okay. Technically. Okay. Obviously, they were in Vanilla Sky together, and she was I in... I forgot about Vanilla Sky. <laughs> and she has a very slight cameo in Minority Report. Does that movie sound familiar? It, it sure, sure does. sure does. <laughs> <laughs> she was on the train with a bunch of other people. Was there another Cameron on that train? James Cameron? <laughs> Cameron Crowe, who directed Vanilla Sky. That too.
So I found on IMDb the alleged other actors who were considered for Roy. Mm. You know, the Tom Cruise part. Yeah. Um, this one seems real. So Chris Tucker was going to play Roy with Eva Mendez cast as June. That's a very different movie. That's a very different movie. That might be a much better movie. I don't know. I mean, it would depend on where they take it tonally because they could really lean into the comedy with that one. But then yeah. I don't think they could do as much on the action. Well, Chris Tucker does have action credentials, though. What? Oh, I, I, it, I, it could I, go wrong. It could go wrong. It could go any which way. Um, Adam Sandler was apparently also considered for it. Hmm. And then somebody who I mentioned during your special features, Gerard Butler. Oh. <laughs> so um, you mentioned how this script was a little clunky. Mm-hmm. Funky. Uh, apparently over 12 writers worked on the script. Oh my God. Writers and the Writers Guild ruled that Patrick O'Neill should be credited. I don't know why. I didn't really look into it. This is according to IMDb. And I found a list of those uncredited. And I also included like their best known work. So mm-hmm. you can kind of maybe see what's going on here. Okay. Uh, so you have, fuck, I'm going to butcher this name. Leta Calogridis. And they wrote Shutter Island. Oh. Uh, Ted Griffin who wrote Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Dana Fox, The Wedding Date. Oh. Simon Kinberg, who wrote a bunch of X-Men movies, but the first one that he wrote was X-Men The Last Stand. And then here's another one. Scott Frank. Do you know why that name sounds familiar? I sure do. Because he worked on Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I didn't know he worked on this. Allegedly. Oh, okay. I mean, it's IMDb, grain of salt. It would also make sense if he has a relationship with James Mangold, if Mangold gave it to him and was like, can you punch it up a little bit? I feel like these people took passes at it. Yeah. Plus, you know, the other seven that weren't uncredited. Right. right. That's it for me. Let's get into final <laughs> thoughts. Excuse me. Bonjour. Three Chardonnays, please. No, nothing for me. I always remain alert in flight. Me neither. Thank you. Just the three, then. Your final thoughts. You yeah. usually ask the same five questions. Shady. Yeah. We, you listed some. Yeah. But let's, let's actually think about it. Oh, I got my answer. Okay. Are there other movies like these? Assuming that we're not going with one of the criteria has to be that it was released in 2010. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll allow it. Yeah. These movies and similar movies are all basically just trying to be charade. The Stanley Donan movie starring Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant, which is an excellent movie, highly recommended. And even Killers, like their opening title sequence, reminded me a little bit of like, All right, they're going for, like, a little bit of a charade shout-out here. Don't get me started on that opening sequence. I thought it was going to be more important than it actually was. (laughs) I want to throw in the mix The Spy Who Dumped Me. Mm. Similar. Yeah. It's not 
the same because this is like if they if these people were to break up and she still didn't know right did we like these movies i didn't i didn't i didn't hate night and day um i'm i i'll say that i'm glad i saw it so i can say i saw it i liked night and day more than killers yeah would we watch them again I'd watch Killers again just for that factoid that you mentioned about Catherine O'Hara's wine glass. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, no. I may put on Night and Day just for like... Night and Day is like one of those movies that, you know, we talk about this all the time. You're hungover on a Sunday. It's on TNT. There's nothing else on TV. So you're going to watch it. I mean, we're in winter. So if it's like a nice brisk day and you don't really want to go outside which is me all the time <laughs> i may turn it on yeah like i said if it's I had, not it's not a terrible movie i mean if i had cable and nothing else was on i'd watch it uh would we recommend them i in would that rec- respect that we just talked about yeah i would probably recommend it to a few people who just like very fluffy sort of i don't want to say fluffy but like sort of it's funny and it's actiony. Yeah, it's yeah. Hitting, it's hitting on those buttons a lot. Yeah, you know, there, there, there's like explosions we... in it, but it's not stupid. It's not talking down to you. Right, and then yes, it's problematic with her getting as as a running joke. She gets drugged all the time. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I also... there's still funny, funny yeah. moments to be had, especially that one. Like, I was kind of laughing during that one sequence where. She was browning out and, you know, she's on the plane and he's yelling at her. I was like, this is kind of funny. I get it. It's problematic. Right. But I mean, it's it has... problematic, but like I, one of my favorite movies of all time is Overboard, which is one of the most problematic rom-coms of all time. So <laughs> I don't have much yes. of like to stand on. Yes. I think we're in agreement. We won't recommend Killers. No. No. I don't, it's not... It's not a good action movie. It's not funny. And it's a terrible romance. Like, it's, it's got none of the three. Night and Day has at least a little bit of the three. Of, all of three. something, yes. <laughs> right. And then finally, are they actually the same? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to say yes, too. Because I... Th- I'm not going to give it a caveat. I'm going to yeah. just say yes. No, the source of humor is the same. Uh, the tension is the same, except in one movie it works and the other movie it doesn't. Shady, we're, we're agreeing. We're agreeing. We are agreeing. Oh my God. <laughs> if you want mommy and, oh, excuse me. But if you want mommy and daddy <laughs> to fight, yeah. um, you can agitate John, me, at Movies John on Twitter. That's you John can. with no H. Sorry, I almost talked over you for the 15th time there. <laughs> That's fine. It happens all the time. <laughs> uh, you can also at me at Cookie O'Shady. It is spelled also without an H, except for where it sounds like there should be an H. What cookie are you this week? <laughs> uh, oh, man. I This week, I am a snickerdoodle. Ooh! Because I'm snickering a lot. <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> um, if you want to 
if you want to hate on us for doing these movies and making you watch them, yeah. not or sorry. If, you wanna, you, if you're like a killer super fan and you want to defend it, go right ahead. You be my e- guest. You can email us at moviedejavupod at gmail.com. That is M-O-V-I-E-D-E-J-A-V-U-P-O-D at gmail.com. I don't know why I still do that. I mean, obviously, you know how to spell the podcast. <laughs> you're, you're listening to it presumably on a phone. Look at the screen of your phone. <laughs> Smash it all together, add pod. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram at moviedejavupod. And then we're on Twitter at Movie Deja Vu, no pod, because why? Um, Uh, Tom Selleck murdered it. (gasps) Tom Selleck, how dare you? Wait, (laughs) what did did Catherine O'Hara say about his mustache? That it was like a Balkan forest? (laughs) That was a funny line. (laughs) Oh my God. And next week, we're doing another sequel remake. Ooh, this time, get your ghost faces out. We're doing Scream versus Scream 4. I know it's January, but horror movies are a forever thing, not just for October. Technically, the original Scream was released at Christmas time, so it's a Christmas movie. So (laughs) we're actually a little bit behind. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Okay, well, Shady, I have to go on a secret mission of sorts, so I'm going to say bye now. Okay, well, that's good, because I have to go talk to my gay best friend and have a rom-com experience. Okay, bye! (laughs) Bye! Secret agent man, secret agent man, they've given you a number and taken away your